I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast. Today, we're talking about procrastination. Stick around, and I'll teach you the two reasons most of us procrastinate and a step-by-step approach to overcome this annoying habit. Okay, hands up if you procrastinate. My hand is way up in the air right now. I used to be an expert procrastinator. If I could put it off, I would. Getting a paper done in school, making appointments, doing chores, you name it, I would put it off if it wasn't fun. Part of the reason I got into this habit of procrastinating in some areas was it usually worked out for me. And so my brain reinforced this procrastination. Let me explain. We all need a certain level of motivation in order to take action. And there is a peak level when it comes to stress and pressure. Too much pressure means we feel overwhelmed, but too little pressure leads us to not take action and to procrastinate. So I often find myself in the too little pressure end of the spectrum. Too much time on my hands, so I wouldn't have that pressure. There wouldn't be that sense of urgency to get things done. So I'd put things off. Then the deadline would get closer and I'd start to feel a little bit of that pressure, a little bit of that stress to get the project done. So I'd work my butt off and get it done. And this worked really well. My brain learned through all of this that procrastination wasn't so bad most of the time. And sometimes a second added benefit would happen. That thing I was procrastinating on would kind of resolve itself. Maybe I was putting off making a phone call to follow up on a project. Then the client changed their mind. And so I would say, oh, good thing I didn't get started on that because I would have had to change things anyway. And my brain says, see, problem solved. Good thing we procrastinated, further reinforcing my tendency towards procrastination. Sound familiar? Our brains are really good at reinforcing actions that keep us feeling comfortable, at least in the short term. And procrastination is one of these mental tricks. The problem is, is that the short-term comfort that comes from putting off that project or avoiding chores is just that, short-term. Even though my brain is great at reminding me of the few times that procrastination worked in my advantage, Often, procrastination has consequences. At a minimum, it can increase stress. We can start to panic when our deadline looms. It might mean missed opportunities for other opportunities, for other things we want to do, and a whole ton of wasted brain resources. Even when something is out of sight doesn't mean it's out of mind when it comes to your brain. Even if you're putting something off, your brain is going to be constantly reminding you. Let me explain this a little bit. Say I'm putting off sending an email. Has this ever happened to you? Then every time you look at your computer or look at your phone, you think about that email that you need to send, right? Or you're avoiding cleaning all that mess 
and it just seems to be staring you in the face all day. It can even impact our sleep. I'm sure this has happened to you before. You lay down and try to go to bed and then your brain brings up all those things that you need to get done and it's tough to sleep. There's even been some research done on this that tasks continue to take up our mental resources until they're complete. Scientists have done research, for example, on servers in restaurants. And what they find is that until the server puts the order in the computer system, they can still remember it. It's taking up brain resources. Even if they get delayed going right to the computer, they can still remember that order. But as soon as they enter it into the computer, their brain says task done, and it purges that memory. And they're not able to remember that order anymore. Their brain says, I no longer need to remember this order. I no longer need to think about it. Let's save some space, get rid of that information. But just like servers in a restaurant, if my task isn't done, if I haven't put that information into the system, if I haven't sent that email, it's still on the back of my mind, taking up valuable brain space and taking up brain resources. So we know procrastination isn't always the best strategy, but let's take a closer look at why we procrastinate in the first place. When it comes to procrastination, we tend to fall into two categories. Category one, either we're procrastinating because the thing that we need to do isn't fun or it's uncomfortable, so we avoid it. Or reason two, there's an internal barrier, usually coming from doubt, uncertainty, or low confidence. Let's dive deeper into these two reasons that we procrastinate. So reason one, that we procrastinate, the thing we're avoiding either isn't fun, or it makes us feel bad or uncomfortable in some way. Going to the dentist falls in this category for me. I don't have any internal barriers to going to the dentist, like a phobia of needles or anything like that, but it's never really that comfortable going to the dentist. Sure, my teeth feel clean after, but it doesn't feel good to have someone poking around in my mouth for an hour, right? So my brain says, eh, going to the dentist is not really that fun. It's actually pretty uncomfortable, so let's avoid it, please and thanks. So we procrastinate. Remember, our brains want to avoid pain and seek pleasure or comfort as much as possible. So we avoid going to the dentist and we procrastinate making that appointment because it's not very fun. It's not going to be enjoyable and it might be uncomfortable. Chores could also fall under this category. I don't really like cleaning my shower. We have super hard water where I live, so it builds up fast. Cleaning is annoying. It takes time. It's hard work. Yes, I like having a clean shower, but in the moment, my brain says, eh, it's going to be a lot of work and we don't really want to do it. So I procrastinate. I avoid cleaning my shower. Many of our day-to-day tasks that we procrastinate on fall under this category as things that we avoid or we procrastinate with because they're no fun and they take work. This category is actually the easiest of the two procrastination categories to solve. Here's what you do. Step one, decide if procrastinating is really the problem. Say I'm procrastinating on going to the dentist. I ask myself, Do I really have to do this right now? And maybe the answer is no. Same goes for cleaning your shower or doing whatever other chores are on your list. Maybe, in reality, there are other things that are bigger priorities right now. So we're procrastinating because this isn't actually a priority for us. 
what we can do then once we've made that decision that no, this isn't actually a priority right now, it's not something that has to get done, is we can shift our mindset. Instead of saying, I'm procrastinating on this thing, start telling yourself that this thing isn't a priority right now, I can get it done another time. So instead of beating myself up and always having it on the back of my mind that I'm procrastinating about cleaning my shower or making that appointment, I reframe that in my mind as actually making that appointment or doing that chore is not a priority for me right now, so I'm going to let it go. That small change in mindset can have a huge impact on your mental resources. Instead of beating myself up for procrastinating and that chore taking up that space in the back of my mind, what I'm saying to myself is, no, it's okay. I'm not doing this. It's not a priority right now. So my brain no longer has to think about it. It's not sitting there in the back of my mind because I'm letting it go. I'm going to deal with it at another point in time. And I'm also no longer beating myself up. I'm no longer being really hard on myself for procrastinating. Means extra mental resources. But maybe when you ask yourself, is procrastination a problem? Maybe it's true. Maybe that shower is getting so scungy that it's messing with my day and with my health and it needs to be done. In these circumstances, for those reason one ways we procrastinate, the things that we avoid doing because they're annoying, they're not very comfortable, they're not very fun, the best way to get them done and to stop that procrastination, to overcome our brain's resistance, is to put it in the schedule. Open up your day timer or your online scheduler, put clean shower in there at a dedicated time. Set reminders, plan for it. It's super easy to procrastinate when we don't have a set goal or deadline. If I just say, oh, I got to get to my shower this week, but it's not actually in my schedule, it's really easy to prioritize the hundred other things I need to get done instead of cleaning my shower. It's much harder to procrastinate if it's actually in the schedule. Our brain sees that reminder. Oh yeah, I planned that I was going to get this done today. Okay, I'm going to get it done. I would also suggest doing these annoying things, the things that you're procrastinating on because they're not enjoyable, they're not that much fun, they might be a bit uncomfortable first. Get them out of the way early in the day. Then the rest of the day is saved for things you like. Double benefit here, you're getting the thing done, you're getting it off your plate, and you're also freeing up those mental resources even earlier in the day. If I do that thing I'm procrastinating on first thing, it's done, it's off my mind. If I save it to the end of the day, I'm likely thinking about it all day and that dread is building, again, building up those mental resources that are getting pulled away. Get it done first, schedule it, and finally, give yourself a reward. I like to watch some reality TV or a funny show if I get my chores done. Gives my brain something to look forward to. Our brains actually work really well with rewards. They love getting rewarded for doing things, especially things we don't want to do. If every time I do that chore or that thing I'm procrastinating on, I give myself a little reward, my brain's going to procrastinate on it less because it's going to know it gets something fun or enjoyable at the end of the day. The things that we procrastinate on because they're hard to do, they're uncomfortable, our brain says no thank you to because it wants to be comfortable, it wants to feel good, which leads us to procrastinate. We can fix this level of procrastinating by deciding, is this task really a priority? If not, let it go. If it is, schedule it and get it done. Like I said, that's the easiest category of procrastination to fix. Now comes the harder part. 
Reason two that we procrastinate. There is a mental barrier in the way stopping you. And that usually comes back to fear. Fear of failure, fear of being judged by others, fear of not being good enough. Let's dive into this reason a little bit more. Think about a task you're currently avoiding or procrastinating on. First, ask yourself, does it fall under reason one that we've gone through already? Is the reason I'm procrastinating because it's not fun or it's uncomfortable, but other than being a little bit annoying, it's not that big of a deal in my life, like washing my shower. Or when you think about that thing you're avoiding or you're procrastinating on, do you get a stronger reaction in your body? Is it more than a little bit annoying? Do you feel tense, anxious, stressed? Does your stomach do backflips? Does your mind start racing with, oh, I do not want to do this. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. These are pretty good signs. There's a reason to procrastination happening. There is some type of mental barrier at play when we're having those strong reactions to tasks. It's more than just something annoying that we have to get done, but we don't really want to do. Something else is at play that's holding us back. Let me give you an example. I avoid making phone calls. I don't really like talking on the phone. Part of my procrastination is a reason number one reaction. I put off some phone calls because they're not a priority, like needing a haircut. It's way down my list of priorities right now. Yeah, it's got to get done, but I'm procrastinating on it because right now it's not a priority for me. So I avoid making that phone call. But sometimes my procrastination about phones is a reason to reaction. There's a mental barrier at play. Let me set the stage a little bit here with some context about my day job. In my clinical work as a neuropsychologist, I get referrals from healthcare workers like doctors or from insurance case managers working with folks who are struggling with their thinking skills like memory, concentration, focusing. Every once in a while, for a number of reasons, I get a referral for someone or a person that really isn't interested in the assessment. They get referred by their doctor or their case manager. They make the appointment, but they don't show up. In my experience, if they don't show up once, there's a pretty good chance they aren't really interested in coming in and they're not going to show up if we reschedule them. And this happened to me a few weeks ago. Someone didn't come in for their appointment. My office actually had trouble getting them booked in the first place because they weren't calling us back. And I was pretty confident they didn't really want to come in and they weren't going to show up a second time if I rebook them. When someone doesn't show up, that space that another patient could have been seen. So not only am I losing money in my business, but also people who need the care aren't being seen. So this client didn't show up for their appointment. And what I had to do was call the case manager and explain that I wasn't going to reschedule them. Enter my procrastination. I dawdled for an hour doing every other task I had sitting on my desk before I finally picked up the phone. At this point, you might be wondering, what the heck, Nicole? Why didn't you just call? Seems like a pretty straightforward conversation. And you're totally right. But here's where my mental barrier and inner doubt started creeping in. I was confident in my conclusions that this appointment shouldn't be rescheduled. But when I started to think about it, I started to doubt myself and worry what the case manager might think. I was worried, what if she got upset or mad at me because I didn't reschedule this case? What if she never sends me any more referrals? What if I'm wrong and this person really is going to come in next time? What if, what if, what if? All those fears and doubts start to come up. I'm afraid of messing up. 
I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid of upsetting the case manager. I'm afraid of what she might think. And all of these fears and doubts and uncertainties start to come in. After many years of practice, I'm pretty good at catching this mental hamster wheel of doubt and making that call when this comes up. And I'll share with you in a few minutes how I did it in this case. But first, I want to talk a bit more about the fear of what other people think and how this can lead to procrastination and avoidance. We already talked in this episode about how our brains want to avoid pain and stay as comfortable as possible. All those inner insecurities, doubts, and fears are big motivators for our brains. One of the biggest fears that holds us back is the fear of what other people think and the fear of being seen as a failure or not good enough. Think about that task you're procrastinating on here again. Is it possible that some of these fears are playing a role in your procrastination? Are you worried, for example, that if you try the task, you finish that report, you send that email, you have that conversation with a friend, that you're going to upset someone, that someone might judge you, or that you might mess up and not do it right, or it won't be perfect? That, my friend, is your inner critic keeping you stuck in self-doubt, keeping your confidence down, and making you hesitant to take action, which results in procrastination. That constant worry what other people think and worry about being judged is partially evolutionary. Check out episode 29 of the Bold Life podcast to learn more about why this fear is evolutionary, but how it holds us back. Because of this, your brain's default can quickly get into that pattern of self-doubt and low confidence. As a result, we hesitate to act. We hold back. We procrastinate because we're worried about messing up. We're worried about what other people might think of us. We're worried we're going to upset them or they're going to be mad or they're going to judge us. And our brains say, hold on, it is way better to procrastinate and avoid the possibility of being embarrassed or upsetting someone or failing. Let's just put it off. Unfortunately, we know now that when we procrastinate, chances are the thing that we're avoiding doesn't just go away. And actually, you're burning a ton of mental resources by procrastinating. What this means is that your mental resources are being used up. You're more likely to feel tired, overwhelmed, and burnt out. So what can you do? starts with the same process as reason one procrastination. Let's go back to my example of avoiding the work call so I can show you how this works. So first I ask myself, is this important? Is this something that needs to get done? And the answer to this case is yes. It's not something I can put off. It actually has to get done right now. So the next step is I plan. In this case, I sat down. I thought about what I wanted to say. I practiced it in my head a few times until I had a plan. Then I got it done as soon as possible, so it was out of the way. Yeah, I did procrastinate for an hour or so, but once I caught myself doing this, I made that plan, I made the call, so it was done, so I wasn't having those mental resources being used up any longer. And I also paid attention to the mental barrier that was coming up, to the doubt that was holding me back. I felt that fear, I recognized it, and I took action anyway. And it was fine. The call went well, there were no major hiccups, and now my brain will feel much more confident the next time I'm in that situation because it's gone through this before. Remember, our brains are really great at learning. So every time I feel scared, 
I doubt myself, I'm uncertain, I'm hesitant, I'm procrastinating, but I take action anyway, my brain learns that that's going to be my new default. My new default becomes taking action rather than procrastinating and hesitating. And just like learning any other skill, the more that I practice this, the easier it's going to be. Remember, courage and confidence don't come from the absence of fear. We all feel scared. It's healthy and normal. True confidence is learned from feeling the fear and doing it anyway, from taking action despite the fear, the self-doubt, that inner critic that's trying to hold you back. That's how we build courage and confidence. If you're holding yourself back, stopping yourself from taking action and speaking your mind or from going after your goals because you're constantly stuck in self-doubt, you're worried about what others think, check out my upcoming free webinar where I'll walk you through the three keys to overcoming self-doubt so you can stop hesitating and take action with confidence. In this webinar, I'm going to show you how you can make the ultimate shift from constantly worrying what others think, struggling with self-doubt, and hesitating to take action in your life, to building the confidence to speak your mind, take control, and go after your dreams. You can sign up for a time that works for you at drnicolebyers.com forward slash join. I'll put the link in the show notes for this episode as well. Okay, let's review what we've learned today. There are two primary reasons we procrastinate. One, we procrastinate because the thing we're avoiding isn't fun or doesn't feel good. Or two, there's a mental barrier that usually comes back to self-doubt, fear of failing, and the fear of being judged. We can push past procrastination by acknowledging whether or not this task is really a priority. If yes, I can set strategies like scheduled in my day so I can commit to action. And also recognizing that fear, uncertainty, self-doubt might be a barrier to success. Remember, confidence is a skill. With a bit of practice and a step-by-step plan, you can conquer that inner critic. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. Thank you.